Please rise as we share the gospel lesson. Our gospel scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 24. Jesus said to the disciples, About that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, and one will, let, will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated, please. God's love people, grace to you and peace from God our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As Pastor Rood said, this is the first Sunday of the church year. It's the first Sunday of Advent, the first Sunday of the church year. We go not according to the usual calendar. And it's interesting that we begin this church year, and what we consider as we look at the decorations, the coming Christmas season with this text. It's hardly a Christmas story. Hardly at all. It's called an apocalyptic text, and it is full of darkness, full of things that just seemed overwhelming and ugly, full of fear, and I think we have been, uh, we have been captured by a 19th century Anglican priest interpretation of all of this called dispensationalism. And he talks about a rapture, that this is talking about a rapture and that something is going to happen and people are going to be left and some are going to be taken and there's going to be all sorts of judgment and darkness. And you better watch out. You better be awake. Be ready. For something is coming and it sounds kind of dark and ugly. But this isn't just an apocalyptic text for the beginning of the church year. If, you, if you've been listening to these last Sundays, you'll hear that these same kind of texts have ended the church year as well. It's like we are, there are bookends to the church year, these apocalyptic texts. 
Or maybe they are arms that hold us for the coming year. Maybe this is the vision that holds us, and maybe at the end it's the vision that is there for us and that we celebrate. I like to think of it in those ways. Because you see, there are two things that are part of these texts. And one is the affirmation that in life there's, there's all kinds of, of stuff that comes at us that is unexpected, that we're not quite ready for. We know it's out there, it's possible, but there are things that come unannounced. We may even see them coming. We may think we're getting ready for them. But when that happens, it's shock and surprise, and we're not, we're not ready at all in the same way. And it's difficult. We live in an age, don't we, where we're not sure what's around the corner. We're not sure what to expect. There is this kind of darkness around it. Jesus saw that. He saw that before. He was talking about a, a desolation that was yet to come. And he was saying that in the midst of it, the Son of Man is coming. God is going to be present. You see, not only does it affirm the unexpected, it affirms a promise. A word that no matter what life throws at us, and it throws us all kinds of curves, you have your own stories. But it affirms to us, we will never be alone. That it is God's promise to come and to be with us and to be for us. That's how we begin this new church year. With the understanding, the awareness, the hope, the promise that we're not alone. That what is coming at us and hitting us creating fear and uncertainty and doubt isn't all there is. There is also one who holds us and will be there for us, the reign of God. Now that promise has been around for a long, long time and I think sometimes that's, that's why it kind of gets old. We're not sure how to take it or how seriously it will be. My professor in PLU said, how many of you really believe that Jesus is going to come in the clouds. And as I looked around and no one raised their hands, either did I. Because it's been so long. Jesus was talking to a group of people who, who also were getting uh, impatient At least they were remembering these words. Matthew was talking that Jesus is indeed going to come again, but they hadn't seen him. But he remembered Jesus' words. 
Isaiah has the same issue. He sees the darkness of life and he sees something else in the midst of it. In the days to come, this text begins in Isaiah. In the days to come, in Hebrew is more nuanced, in the, in the back of the days, or better yet, in the midst of the present, Isaiah is suggesting that the present moment is ripe. Or to use a better Advent word, this present moment is pregnant with God's presence. Now, I've never given birth. Surprise. But many of you have, and I've spoken to mothers, what it is to be pregnant and to first feel that flutter of life. What an awesome thing. It's a surprising thing. It catches you. You know that it's coming, but when it's there, is this what it is? Is this what it's like? And there's wonder and and excitement. And that's what Isaiah is reminding us life is about. Because in the midst of those things that make us fear and wonder, there is this promise, this flutter of life that says, listen, be ready. It's here. Isaiah speaks in a day, too, full of darkness and uncertainty and question, just like we live in today. It hasn't changed. What Isaiah has seen in the first chapter is, and that we see today yet, is violence, bribery, unfaithfulness, desolation, trampling the poor. All of these are described in chapter 1. My soul hates your appointed feasts. Isaiah hears Yahweh saying, I'm weary of them. I'm weary of just talking the talk. I'm weary of you sitting here and coming with your offerings and saying your words and singing your songs. And then he says, here's what I'm calling. Here's my presence, what my presence means. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. Defend the orphans. Plead for the widow. Here's the word Isaiah saw. Isn't it interesting that he says, Isaiah saw the word Usually you hear a word and you visualize, but, but, but Isaiah put the word in ways that people could see. People are going to come. All the warring ways are going to be put to an end. All people are going to come together. They're going to say, let's learn from this one. Let's hear of this one's ways that we might live. And then he has that incredible vision. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. 
He sees what is to be. We see, we try to see in many ways. May I have that picture? Is there a... There it is. Winslow Homer, I think, tried to depict this so we could see what a presence looks like in the midst of a dark world. He titles this Veteran in a New Field. It's right after the Civil War in 1865. And the veteran is now back home in his new field. The plow has done its work. Down in this corner, we can barely see it, there's a Union jacket, the jacket of a Union soldier and a canteen. Now the heat of the day could well have made him take his jacket off. But what Homer sees is the ways of war are put off. What is now here is a bumper crop. High grain, almost to the farmer's head. And he's harvesting it. But it's in the midst of, 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 of memories still not untouched by the darkness of war. And it reminds us, just by having a new field, for where the grain sits, there's the reminder that it was mostly in the fields that people died by the thousands. In his hand is a sigh. We know the sigh is that which cuts, but even by 1865, the sigh was an old instrument. They had better farm implements than to cut the grain. But he used the sigh to remind us that the grim reaper is still afoot and still around. And the effects of the darkness and death is there. But there comes the day when war is no more. When the, when the instruments of war become instruments of harvest and life. When the fields of death become the fields of life. God is present Always. I don't know where the darkness is for you. We walk together and we share each other's stories. We hold each other up at times of hurt and pain, uncertainty, fear. And we do so with the promise as we come together. Take and eat drink of this. There's nothing more present that takes us out into the world. Maybe it's also, we look for it and we see it in places like this. 
It was on the, uh, on the net, internet, somehow. It went viral, this little message. Some sneaky hooligans vandalized my mosque in Virginia over the weekend, Kushim Rashid writes. We came back to find this. And then he shared pictures that went all over the world. In sidewalk chalk were left messages. You are loved. We're your brothers and sisters. We're with you. In the midst of uncertainty and questions and in the darkness of life, the presence of grace and love and hope. Rawaida Abdelaziz is an editor in a newspaper and she, she writes, one way to become involved is to surround yourself with different people, different types of people, and ask questions and educate yourself. Even the smallest demonstrations of support, like leaving a kind note, are invaluable during difficult times. We live with the promise, you see, and we live into it so that we can see it. We see the word in each other. We see the word in the opportunities to care and to share. Jesus has yet to come again in the clouds with power and great glory. Isaiah's vision has never happened. But the vision, the promise, remains. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will not pass away, Jesus says right before this text. The future may be uncertain and unpredictable, even threatening, but here's the promise for us to, to hear and to see. Jesus, the Son of Man, the Son of God, whose coming birth we anticipate as promised to come always to be both with us and for us. We're not insulated from an uncertain future, but we're promised we'll not face that future alone. And if that is so, what might, might life bring? We close with this prayer, a wonderful one that's part of Holden Village too. Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths untrodden through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading and your love supporting us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord.